right after I give this uh, warning signs of a disrespectful wife. This is Pearl, I think. I want to show, I want to show some warning signs of a disrespectful wife and just some patterns that I've noticed that you can see in relationships about who runs them. Let's, let's pull it up. You married? Yeah. No, she's the best. Okay. She's a saint and she puts up with me and uh, I actually run jokes by her. Do you really? Yeah. Like, should I say this? Is this going to, you know, nowadays it's always that. Should I? It's so weird now. Okay, so he's, he admits a couple things. She's a saint and she puts up. Typically, men with this mindset actually have a wife that is not a saint and typically degrades him to make him think that he is the problem. Just, just what I've noticed.
that's a good song, isn't it? I like that. That's the Perry Band. And uh, I guess they're in the top 20 at the moment. I'm trying to uh, bring in some new ones. Live forever. And, of course, if you're a Bible-believing Christian to put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you will live forever and ever. Some people say, oh, I wouldn't want to live forever. <laughs> and I can't understand that mentality. I mean, I, I just want to live forever. I can't imagine being dead. Can you? Uh, I do want to live forever. And, of course, we're not going to be living in some grotty old, you know, some old, you know, 900-year-old thing. We're still going. I think we're going to be like Jesus. When he returned, when he uh, uh, rose from the dead, he was 33 years old, wasn't he? And I think that we might be around about that age. That's what I think. The streets will be paved with gold, the Bible says, and it's, there'll be no death. Little children can walk um, with um, wild animals and sit over the top of an asp's nest, you know, a snake, and they won't harm them. So there'll be no more sin in the world because the devil and the false prophet will be chained and put in the bottomless pit for a thousand years here on earth. And then after that 1,000 years, there's going to be another little battle, and that's because the devil is released with all his minions. And uh, and then there's going to be a, another battle. This is not Armageddon. There's another one after that. Uh, and then, then everything is destroyed after that. So you just wouldn't believe it after having a whole 1,000 years, a millennium of peace on earth and goodwill towards men. Because we don't have that at the moment, do we? But that's what the Bible says it's going to be like, peace on earth and goodwill towards men. That's what's going to happen once the devil, the false prophet, and all those those wicked, evil spirits that were cast down to the earth here, uh, I don't know, probably 6,000 years ago, cast here before Adam arrived, and they're going to be uh, chained up and no longer to be able to influence men uh, with their... Um, um, usually the love of money is what it is, money and power, that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, we've got so Anyway, when I talk to people that say, like, I don't want to live forever, there's something wrong to me. There's some bad sort of spirit there. Uh, I'm just thinking, how, why would you... It's like a death cult that some people have. They don't want to live forever. Uh, but I do. I want to live forever. I can't imagine not living forever. I am so excited. And that's why it's called the blessed hope. And the Bible says we're to look up for our redemption, our redemption draws nigh. And so we're looking for that blessed, the blessed hope, that glorious returning of our great God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, that's his name, 25 minutes to seven. And when you go to Israel, 21% of the population is Arab. And out of that Arab, I think 12% are Muslim. They have political parties, they vote, they have freedom of speech, they're prosperous. I've been to the, many of their villages in northern Israel and compare it to anywhere else in Jordan or Egypt, Syria, Iraq, there's nothing like it. No Arab citizen anywhere in the Middle East has the, the, the freedom to express himself and to vote and to worship as he feels as they do in Israel. Isn't that wonderful? And yet we hear all this rubbish, don't we? This nonsense about um, about how badly the Arabs are treated in Israel. And in actual fact, they've got shopping centers in Gaza. Well, they did have before the Israelis decided to uh, bomb the heck out of it, uh, only because, uh, well, they attacked them, didn't they? And killed 1,400 people and took 240 prisoners. And the, it's just horrific. Anyway, we are over at Stuff, and you'll find them at stuff.co.nz. And it says the, the big story there is the meth dealer forfeits the property, property but he keeps his Harley Davidson for his daddy, his father. The Crown has successfully taken property from Craig Matthews, uh, but he's managed to keep hold of his prized motorbike. Other top stories there. Sea Lord ordered to pay $257,000 uh, to staff. 
after they were exposed to asbestos. The company was also ordered to pay $3,000 to each of the victims and costs to Maritime New Zealand as well. A man shot by police was suffering from a head injury. A man who fired shots at the home of his former foster mum had been a victim of an attack only months before leaving uh, leaving him with a head injury. So, oh, that's such a shame, isn't it? And flames engulf a car on the highway. A dramatic video shows the car going up in flames as it sat on the side of Wellington State Highway 58. The uh, Parramatta to Haywards, Haywards Hill, uh, not, not yeah, Haywards Hill, gosh, these names, when I hear these names, just reminds me of my dad, telling me about all the wonderful, you know, the stories of him, you know, driving his old V8, you know, back in the 19, uh, late, I would have been early 1930s, uh, charity shocked by people fight over toys at Christmas giveaway, um, yeah, didn't do a very good job of that. And so, obviously, people are having a bit of a scrap there. What's that one about? Charity, I suppose. I'll, I'll zoom in. I've started it now. I've got to finish it, don't I? Uh, so, they say here, it's atrocious behaviour. Charity shocked as people fighting over toys at Christmas giveaway event. Oh, that isn't that isn't very good, eh? It was meant to be a positive event, a toy giveaway organised by a charity hoping to ease the load of for families at Christmas. But it ended in pushing and shoving, people fighting with over gifts, and a woman reportedly climbing over a baby in a pram to reach items. Yuck. Founder Kirsty Rose said the event earlier this month left a bitter taste in her mouth. I'm not surprised. She said, I was shocked at the... Uh, 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 and a, a bit angry as well and saddened, she said... Uh, that the charity provides people with a needed, uh, much needed clothing and other wares, but um, uh, gosh, just awful. She's I was appalled. It is appalling. Isn't it? People have, you know, the Bible says in the in the last days, men's love man, you know, man mankind, men and women, mankind, the love for one another will wax cold, and I think we see that now, don't we? Really, when you think about it, uh, I never used to lock the door of the car when I stop at the lights. Or my truck. I do now. Cause just because I'm too old to fight anybody off, you know. So I don't know if I'd survive very well. Especially after the accident I had, I felt really, I felt weak. But I'm getting strong now. Gosh, I can do, I can do. Um, I was telling you earlier that I was able to do one push-up. <laughs> that was against the bathroom um, vanity. <laughs> Leaning on a 45, managed to do one. No, and I've built, my, I've built myself up because I've lost all this weight. Went from 88 down to 67 Jesus, which is where I should be, round about there, just by eating meat only, uh, mincemeat most, mostly, mincemeat, bit of fat, lots of fat, bit of some sirloin, but I do have, um, you know, eggs and cheese, although I, f- I find if I have cheese, sort of bungs me up a bit, <laughs> and, if you, and it's no good having cheese, I had some cheese this morning because I just felt like a, something to eat, and I didn't want to have my meatballs, I wanted to save them for breakfast. You know, haven't fancy that. My daughter, she said, I'm having a steak for breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> so anyway, um, so and, and it's built me up. I believe all that really good healthy meat with full of um, protein and, you know, the eggs are full of protein. All the stuff they say is bad for you, but it's an actual fact it's good for you. And, you know, of course, why would we be surprised? The father of lies runs the show. And, um, you know, and people, the farming industry, there's a lot of people growing grains and they want to make money. So they say, well, you should be having grains and vegetable people that they're certainly pushing their vegetables. But a lot of vegetables are actually toxic for us. And um, I don't know. It was, all, it was all that good, really. And people, some people listening were saying, oh, that's utter rubbish. Well, you just try it. You just go and just eat meat only for a month and see how you feel. You'll feel energized and because it's like rocket fuel for the human body. 
The more meat you eat, the better you are. And sometimes I can meet, I can eat 1.2 kilometers of uh, kilometers, 1.2 kilograms of meat in a day. If I work hard, I need that much. You know, I just I just eat when I'm hungry, basically. And instead of putting on weight, I I'm losing weight because I've cut out carbohydrates as many as much as I can. The only carbohydrates I would have, I would think, would be sometimes I cheat a bit and I put a um, some of those rubs on to, on the meat, you know, just for a bit of a change. But now I'm finding that I'm starting to enjoy the the flavour of the natural beef, mostly beef I eat, uh, 24 to 7 too, by the way. Um, but I find that now I don't really need to do that. I'm starting to enjoy it, so I have less and less rubs. But salt, you need more salt. Salt's good for you. They say it's bad for you, hardens your arteries. It's absolute rubbish. Sugar's what's bad for you. So the only carbohydrates I would have, I would guess, would be honey. It's got a bit of a bit of carbohydrates in there. I, and I even cut out beer, not because I think, you know, it's naughty uh, that I should be drinking it, but it's got carbohydrates, full of carbohydrates, isn't it? So beer and wine and stuff like that, I sort of ease back on all that. Don't have it at all, at all now. Just have tea. I do. I am naughty though. I do have tea and coffee. I drink a lot of coffee. Sometimes I would say, look, here, doing this program here, I'm onto my second cup of coffee. Oh no, more than that. Um, the one I've got fills up two cups. So I've, I've probably had I've already had two cups of coffee, and I'll, and they're strong ones. And I'll, I'm going to have probably another two if I don't talk too much. I'll be able to drink those, and, and I'll be able to drink it warm instead of cool. I find it's quite often cold by the time it gets to, gets to my gizzard. Um, but anyway, you you don't. It's just nonsense. You need meat, folks. You've got to have a lot of it, and it's really good for you. And that's why. And if the World Economic Forum and the you know um, you know the, um, the if the world is saying to you people like from the with they're saying. Um, well, that's what I just said, wasn't it? Um, they don't want they want you eating bugs, and because it's cheap, it's cheap to feed people bugs, you know, and it's cheap to feed people carbohydrates. You can survive on it, but you won't be healthy. Um, and people that just have vegetables only, they do okay for a while. But someone was uh, saying in a in a text to me, they said after about year ten, you know, that's when they, all the problems from people that are vegans. And um, someone said, oh, how will you know if they're a vegan? He said to his dad, he said, don't, don't worry, son, they'll tell you. <laughs> and uh, I guess I'm a bit like that with my meat eating, my carnival diet. Um, but uh, And my daughter sent me a fellow, oh gosh, I wonder if I can find it, what his name is. Let's see, um, his name, she sent it to me last night. Where are you, Gabby? Uh, there she is. Oh no, how did she send me that? Oh, she must have sent it to me on WhatsApp, perhaps. Let's have a look and see. No? Oh, I don't know how you sent it. How did you send it? Um, was it an email? No, surely not. Oh, unless it was just a, a normal phone one, the messenger. Maybe it was sent on that. Let's see. Oh, having trouble. When you want to do something quickly, it's... Oh, now it wants me to do message on your other... No, don't play with me. I just want to look at this. Can't stand it when they want. What about when you open up a program you want to use it and you need it? You need to use it now, and they want to. They and they want to to, to do a um a, you know new software sort of update. No, and then you and you make the mistake of clicking on it, and then you're forever, uh, and then you have problems, don't you? And then you've got to restart your machine and all that rubbish. So and I wonder where it is. She sent it to me just the other day. So it's probably I've got they've got the two accounts. I've got my own one, Grant Edwards, and then I've also got Liberty. So it must have been sent on the Liberty one. I can't find it. Anyway, it was good, and it was the name of this doctor, so I'll, I'll bring it to you maybe tomorrow or next week if I think about it. Sometimes I say, oh, we'll talk about that tomorrow, and I never do, because I just get so busy, and I, I don't have time to plan. I just sort of run by the seat of my pants, really, 
uh, I don't have time to, to really even organise this. Wake up in the morning, wh- whip into the studio, and what are we going to do today? I don't know. We'll see how we see how it turns out. See what's on the news. Now, um, now, what else have we got for news? Um, we talked about that uh, video footage and the people that were shocked about the people um, climbing over prams and you know fighting over toys and that sort of stuff. Uh, one fellow, uh, oh, that's about wasps. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's that interested? The man who killed the Kiwi mum. He's been released early. He was released early from mental health care. The family are the other people that they're upset about that. And CO, COP, that's the COP28. They calls it calls grow, calls growth rather to protect climate refugees. Oh rubbish, just this climate nonsense. And um, a headhunter's found with uh, twenty thousand dollars in his undies, <laughs> fifteen thousand dollars of meth. Uh, in a Gucci uh, bum bag, they called it a bum bag. High court judge has ruled that twenty thousand dollars cash found in the in his name is Mosey Hines in his underpants uh, is uh, tainted property. <laughs> tainted. Oh gosh. And uh, so there we are. That's stuff. The rest of it's all. Uh, are they top stories? Strong winds? Oh, it's all in your Hawke's Bay. I think we... Do we know that? Oh, we're willing to know. Maybe we should talk about this. Strong winds are what sh- oh, still remains in force, so it must be blowing blowing like a like bilio in Hawke's Bay and the Tararua district as two west to south... Uh, west to southwesterly flow covers New Zealand until this morning. Met service forecast for the period of severe westerly gales for the region. So the roofs were blown off, weren't they? And there was a tornado that went through Wellington. A company caught on CCTV not putting insulation into wall cavity. Oh, I bet you there'll be some little Asian building group. Guarantee it. A man's, uh, man's suspicion over retrofitting a wall insulation at his property was confirmed with the help of a camera and thermoimaging. That's what they use to see if your house, house is a leaky house or not. A cosy wall is a blown insulation product designed to insulate walls of older New Zealand homes. I had a friend actually had had that done on his lovely old home. Gosh, I'll have to send him this because um, maybe they didn't do, it was a good price, <laughs> maybe they didn't do all the walls. I don't know how they would have got them into them. Gosh, you'd have to drill a few holes and it was those old, you know, they have the horizontal planks on the inside and then they used to put scrim over the top of it. And of course he's re- redid all that, took all that off and then he'd be rejibbing it. But before they rejibbed it, they put this. Um, they blow the blow the stuff in into the walls, and so it says. Cozy, the cozy wall is a blown insulation product designed to insulate the walls of older New Zealand homes, such as his 1960s brick home in Dunedin. That work, which cost four thousand seven hundred thirty-five dollars, involved the contractors drilling holes. That's right, drilling holes in the mortar between uh, the external bricks of the property, and then filling the wall cavity with blown dry fibre. They call it insulation, uh, but that was not the case. Uh, they questioned the company over the inconsistencies in the placement of the holes. Yeah, uh, but was told the walls were fully insulated and the job was done. Uh, but they found out that that wasn't the case. And CCTV footage. Oh, look, they just use like a twenty-two mil, um, one of those drills that you use when you want to go through a fence post. They, you know how they pull you through? <laughs> they just, and they just about wrap you around it too. <laughs> oh boy, you've got to be careful with high-powered drills, don't you? I just about broke my all my fingers once with a high-powered drill. Uh, man alive, it um, took off and it was one of those ones that didn't have, um, wasn't the battery-operated one. It was uh, one that you plug into the wall and my son was there and oh, oh, the pain. All I was doing is tightening up the chuck 
and I must have accidentally touched the trigger. I've never done that before in all the years I've been using drills. Anyway, it took off and um, bent and twisted my fingers right around. I was so sore and bruised for quite a few days after that I could barely work. Fortunately, I had my son there. So anyway, so that's that company there, and you can see the readings there. Thermal imagery shows the lack of wall insulation in the Dunedin home. In the depths of a Dunedin winter, cosy wall responded by uh, flying down an, an assessor with their own equipment to verify what they were sh what was um, what was showing them. What was that? What 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 I was showing them? Oh, okay. Anyway, unacceptable. There we are. I got a bit lost in that story, didn't I? It's 12 minutes to 7. And um, well, let's play it. Can we play another country song or not? You tell me what you want, uh, whether you want that or not. Just give us a text on 021732423 and tell me whether you want country songs or not. Now, um, or with, or play other songs. I can do others. We're over at Met Service. No, we're not. No, not Met Service. News Hub, I should say. Gosh, the mind's wandering all over the place this morning. And in health, Maori considering legal action against government's smoke-free law. And that moves Seymour to call out race fanaticism, he calls that. Uh, well, I don't know. What do you think about that? I think we should be free to be able to have a cigarette if you want one. I just think it's uh, just a, a total invasion of our privacy. If you want to have a smoke, why not? And people say, oh, but we have to pay for people that get injured by the, by the, um, you know, the lung cancer and all that. And you say, well, I just say, well, that, well, that's the price we pay for living in a democracy, isn't it? Some people want to do certain things that might be dangerous. You might want to do snowboarding or something and break your legs, and we've got to pay for it. The ACC, it puts our levies up as well if you're um, hurting yourself, or you want to fall, fall off your motorbike, or you want to go and do something silly like um, you know, jump out of a perfectly good aeroplane with a parachute on the back and uh, hurt yourself when you land on the ground or kill yourself. Um, <laughs> for, uh, if you kill yourself, we won't have to pay. But if you hurt yourself, you know, we'll be paying your ACC, uh, accident compensation. I think people that do have sports injury, I can never understand it, uh, that if you've got a sports injury that you went out there and purposely, well not purposely, but you, you played a sport or did something that you knew could be dangerous and you hurt yourself and then you end up going to hospital, going to the emergency and it's covered by ACC. I think that's wrong because it's not an accident, is it? You, you went out there and you, you played a sport that, is, that you could get hurt doing. And, uh, you know, you sprained your neck or whatever, or your ankle or whatever, and you've hurt yourself. It's like going into a boxing ring, having a boxing fight, and you get punched in the head and get brain damage, and, and that's an accident, is it? Not really. And so I can never understand why in this country we have uh, the accident, the ACC covers those sorts of things. It should be purely uh, acts of God or, you know, an accident that was um, happened by by accident, because <laughs> they don't want us to think that anything happens by accident. They've got to blame somebody for something, don't they? There's no acts of God anymore. Even the White Island thingamajig, they're trying to blame the owners as if it was their fault. <laughs> the owners of the island as if it was their fault for um, uh, for that thing blowing up and injuring people. I think that everyone has to have responsibility. And as a tourist, I would just look at that and go, oh, do I want to go out there? It looks pretty puffy. Hmm, sort of quite, I don't know, there's a risk you take, that it could, it is a volcano, an active volcano, and it could have exploded, and on that day it did, and uh, some lost their lives, and others were badly burnt, but those are the risks you take, and that's just the way the cookie crumbles, isn't it, that's the way the wafer uh, crumbles, as the um, the Catholic priest would say. Uh, other stories here on News Hub, we've got Swarbrick, she's not backing down, Green MP refuses to apologise over Luxon's demonstrable lie claim and in a transport what are the options left for the Cook Strait Ferry because I think the government decided they're not going to give them any money uh, are they 
that's the Cook Strait Ferry. They were going to have a complete refit and buy some new ships, I think, as well. And that was all going to be paid for by the by us. <laughs> the Labour government was offering our money. Um, but this is quite good. I'm quite pleased in a way with this new government, the way they're really trying to get the country back on its knees again. Uh, and Jones, this is um, the, um, the, the uh, New Zealand first guy. He's been quite impressive, hasn't he? Jones says government needs to ensure we don't abandon gas, coal, as well amid climate change hysteria. Good on you, mate. I agree with that. And in rugby, Jones finally confirmed to return as Japan coach, Japan coach after months of denial. That's just come through in the last few moments. Cyclone Gabrielle, Auckland floods exposed holes in emergency management, according to the ombudsman. In Tauranga, who is the a-hole handing these out? A driver confused after threatening card left on his car and the car reads that you, you're next, your car's going to be keyed. You, we're going to key you, you know, where they get um, the set of keys and they run along the paintwork and scratch the car. And uh, so White Island, the, oh, this this is what the judge has said, a very small pot for the White Island Compensation Fund, unlikely to be enough for all of the victims. And the coroner investigating the New Zealand deaths are possibly linked to a Canadian man charged with aiding suicides across the world. Hmm. And so, yeah, that's pretty much about it for News Hub. I'll be back in a moment. I'll just have a, a sort of a scratch around and see if there's anything else I can give you. Uh, this is the atheist Peter Hitchens. The last time I was in the West Bank, I spent a very interesting day in Bethlehem talking to a former uh, former fighter in the Al-Aqsa Brigade. He'd been fighting against Israel for most of his life, but after Oslo, he'd been among those pensioned off. He was now living peacefully in a very pleasant flat in Bethlehem, and we chatted about this and that. He was immensely intelligent, broad-minded person until the subject of Jews came up, whereupon this stream of drivel straight out of the protocols of the elders of Zion emerged from his mouth. And it was, it was embarrassing because, again, this was a person who was completely friendly, intelligent, informed, educated, with much experience of life, and then suddenly it was as if a switch had been turned and this poison was coming out of his mouth. It's, it's horrendously common there, and people aren't embarrassed by it. Yeah. That was good. I, I wasn't sure that, that he so he was fighting against Israel for the most most of his life. Yeah, that was what it was. Okay, look, how about we have a nice little country song? Nice country song, Grant. Yes, that's what we want. And um, what about an old one from Taylor Swift back when she was normal?
Taylor Swift there with, um, well, a perfectly good heart. Back in the 2009, I think that one came out, round about then. Gosh, she's been singing uh, great songs, hit songs, since uh, probably round about 2007, 2008. I think her family, uh, they used to take her to Nashville to, um, to do uh, gigs and play with people there and their bands, and then they moved to a, an outer suburb in Nashville. And, uh, yeah, so there, I'm sure that she's looked up looking after them, isn't she? Two minutes to seven, TNT Radio News coming up in just a couple of minutes. And while I'm waiting for the news to arrive, um, wh- why don't we um, have uh, just finish off and just see if there's any interesting stories here. Congestion charges, transport officials tight-lipped over their advice to politicians. Transport officials have been giving lawmakers plenty of advice about congestion charging but will not reveal what it is all about. And I think that's naughty. They should reveal it, it to us, shouldn't they? They are paid, they're public servants, and we should know what's going on. Not too much transparency going on. Their, their idea of transparency and ours are two different things. We need to get the terms of reference right and also the meanings of words. They change them around, don't they, the blooming communists? Uh, that story is there over at Radio New Zealand, rnz.co.nz. Uh, a man photographed with a banned cat. I thought all cats were banned in National Park. That's probably what they mean. Doc, that's the Department of Conservation, is hoping to avoid a catastrophe after a man was seen feeding a cat in a National Park home. Uh, home to threatened species, I should say, including kiwis. And that, if I click on that story there, I don't know why he would bring the cat. He's a fellow there with tattoos all over him. He's got this white cat on his leg and a bowl of cat food and then one of those click-clack uh, plastic containers full of dried cat food, which is really bad for them anyway. They should be giving them meat, raw meat. That's the best, best instead of all that rubbish. I think half the problems that um, owners get is feeding their animals that bag stuff that you buy from the supermarket. It's too dry and uh, not enough not enough good quality protein in it for the animal. So the Department of Conservation, they are on the hunt for this man. He was uh, photographed actually t- um, feeding the cat. Um, and so the incursion followed a plea not to take pets into Egmont. So this was Egmont National Park. I thought it might have been the other one, Ruapehu. But the National Park, no, it's not. That's in Taranaki. Okay, so here is news from TNT Radio. I'll be back after the news. TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. The Israel Defense Forces announced on Tuesday they've recovered the remains of two people who were taken hostage by Hamas during the October 7th attack. They've been identified as Ziv Dado, a 36-year-old logistics supervisor in the Golani Brigade's 51st Battalion, and Eden Zachariah, a 27-year-old who was abducted from a music festival in southern Israel. During the operations to recover the bodies of the hostages, the IDF reported that two soldiers were killed in battle, with several others wounded. The IDF emphasized the national importance of locating missing persons and bringing hostages back to Israel, collaborating with various security and intelligence agencies to achieve this mission. The large-scale attack by Hamas on Israel on October 7th resulted in over 1,200 deaths. During this attack, approximately 240 people were taken hostage by Hamas, who later used them in negotiations. Following a temporary truce between Israel and Hamas in November, more than 100 hostages were released. This ceasefire concluded on December 1st. The mid-year economic and fiscal outlook in Australia initially reported a $1.1 billion deficit, but strong labor market performance and rising commodity prices are likely to result in a significant surplus for the Albanese Labor government. 
The Commonwealth Bank anticipates that this surplus could approach $20 billion, nearly equaling the $22.1 billion surplus recorded in the previous financial year. When compared to the May 2023 budget, there has been an improvement of $12.8 billion in the current financial year's balance sheet. Over the next four years leading up to the 2026-27, an additional revenue of $39.5 billion is expected. According to the government, 92% of these revenue improvements have already been incorporated into the budget. The positive financial outlook is expected to prompt demands for more cost-of-living assistance, potentially through tax cuts or direct payments. However, Treasurer Jim Chalmers has tempered these expectations, emphasizing the government's strategy to return most revenue upgrades to the budget. Chalmers explained on December 12th that this approach is aimed at reducing inflationary pressures, setting a better trajectory for debt and avoiding billions in interest costs. Judicial officers in New England and Wales have been officially permitted to utilize AI tools like ChatGPT, Google Bard, and Bing Chat for certain aspects of their work, as indicated in a recent report by the judiciary. However, the report, which was published on Tuesday, includes several cautions regarding the use of these technologies. Baroness Carr of Walton-on-the-Hill, Lady Chief Justice of England and Wales and co-author of the report, remarked on the growing relevance of AI in society and its implications for the court and tribunal system. She emphasized the need for judicial officers to be aware of the potential risks associated with AI use. The report highlights concerns about using AI tools for legal research, noting that they may not be effective for discovering new, independently unverifiable information. It also points out that current public AI chatbots often fail to produce credible analysis and reasoning. A significant risk mentioned is the tendency of AI bots to fabricate cases, citations, quotes, or reference non-existent legislation, articles, or legal texts. This can lead to the provision of incorrect or misleading information about the law and its application. Despite these concerns, the report acknowledges that AI tools can summarize large volumes of text, However, it advises caution to ensure the accuracy of such summaries. Australia is set to implement a nationwide ban on engineered stone products to safeguard workers from potentially fatal health issues. This ban is scheduled to take effect from July 1st, as agreed upon by federal, state, and territory workplace ministers during a recent meeting. Engineered stone, often used in kitchen countertops, has been likened to asbestos. This has been James O'Neill with your TNT News Brief. We'll be back with another news break at the top of the next hour. Thank you, James. Thank you for that. And uh, so I'll, I'll be back in just a moment with uh, weather for the whole of New Zealand. It won't be too long. A better business tip from TNT Radio. News Talk Radio listeners are some of the most active and involved listeners of any format. TNT Radio listeners rely on TNT Radio often as their primary source of information. They trust TNT Radio and are highly engaged with the content. If you'd like more information about advertising on TNT Radio, simply fill out your details on our contact page and we'll be in touch. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. It's five minutes past seven. Good morning and welcome to Liberty NZ with me, Grant Edwards, here till eight o'clock. And uh, we normally kick off at five o'clock, but sometimes I start at four if I can't sleep. <laughs> uh, I was so annoyed missing that rabbit, not rabbit, it was a hare, wanted to get that one. Uh, we do have uh, some new, new weather 
from Weather Watch, uh, Philip Duncan over there. He's the, the chap that runs it. He says the warmer weather and high pressure are about to move into parts of New Zealand, mostly the North Island and also the east of New Zealand. The high pressure zone will track over the top of the country, bringing dry to most dry, bringing dry to mostly dry weather over Northland and the rest of the northern New Zealand. He says, uh, however, the further further south you go, the windier it gets. Uh, with the uh, pulse of warm northwesters out of Australia, it means that there's going to be an uptick in daytime highs as well for New Zealand. He says you want to check your local forecast for more temperatures. Okay, so we'll go over to Met Service then. <laughs> and the extremes are Napier Airport now, 16.9 degrees. Haast has the lowest temperature in the country, 8.3. Castle Point is the windiest place to be with 48 kilometres of wind per hour, which is not much, about 25 knots. And that's just gust, 25 knots, I suppose. What's that, about 30 just under 30 miles per hour. Uh, the wettest place is the Chatham Islands at the moment. They have 4.4 millimetres of rain and it's 10 degrees over there. The short forecast in the west for for Northland, from uh, Northland rather, to Taranaki, also Coromandel, uh, Taramanui and Taihapi, or Tomarunui and Taihapi, if you'd like me to say it that way. Isolated showers clearing this morning and then fine breaks increasing. Bay of Plenty, Taupo or Taupo, as, as the people in Taupo say Taupo. Uh, but all the kids I've noticed, they're all the children, even my own kids, you know, apparently I used to tell them, you've got to pronounce your Maori words properly. But now, of course, it's a bit of a protest. From now, we always used to go Taupo. Um, to- we used to go, um, I don't know how we used to say it, when we were really young, uh, before the, the communist Marxists took over the education department, it was just Taupo. <laughs> just seems to just seems to run off, run off the tongue. Taupo, Gisborne and Hawkes Bay. You've got fine weather, but some cloudy periods this morning, and also at night in Taupo and the Bay of Plenty. Gale force westerly winds. Uh, that's going to be south of Hastings. That's going to be easing later in the morning. Wanganui to Wellington also for Wairarapa. Fine weather, cloudy periods. In the South Island, Nelson, Nelson Buller and Westland, fine in Nelson. Elsewhere, cloudy periods with isolated light showers north of the glaciers, clearing and becoming fine this, this afternoon. For Marlborough and Canterbury, fine weather apart from areas of morning and evening cloud about the coast. Otago, Southland of Fjordan, fine weather, apart from isolated showers about the south coast clearing this morning. And finally for the Chatham Islands, showers clearing this evening. I'll be back in a minute with we'll have a look. We'll have a skitter through the newspapers. Oh, there is a fire on the North Shore too, I'll tell I'll bring that to you in a moment. Here's Golda Meyer. She was Prime Minister of Israel from nineteen sixty nine until nineteen seventy four. And when I when I when I listen to this recording, you know, under three months' time, I don't want to hear me say nineteen sixty nine to nineteen seventy one. When I was sure I said 74 and it came out 61, I just couldn't believe it. Some of the stuff that I say is absolutely rubbish. And I listen to it and I think, that's not what I said. But it is, because I've got a re- recording of it. You know, the Bible says God has a record of every conversation. Ooh, and you'll have to, it'll be played back to you on a big giant screen, maybe, in your mind, at your judgment. So every idle word that you've spoken, you'll give an account for. Imagine that. Every thought. Everything. The Lord knows everything. He's omnipotent and omnipresent. What difference is there between Arabs who were on this side of the Jordan and the other side of the Jordan? Arabs in the East Bank and the uh, West of the border of the West Bank? I mean, where, when were Palestinians born? What was, uh, what was all this area before the First World War? When Britain got the mandate over Palestine, what was Palestine then? Palestine was then the area between the Mediterranean and the Iraqian border. 
You say there is no such thing as East and West Bank? No. East and West Bank was Palestine. I'm a Palestinian. From 21 until 48, I carried a Palestinian passport. There was no such thing in this area as Jews and Arabs and Palestinians. There were Jews and Arabs. That's right, Golda Meir, Prime Minister of Australia from 1969 until 1974. <laughs> okay, let's have a look at that fire. We're over at NewsHub now. You can find them at newshub.co.nz. And uh, a three-storey home under construction has been destroyed in an early morning fire in Auckland's North Shore. Fire and emergency New Zealand crews were called to the property on Kathleen Street in Totara Valley shortly before five o'clock this morning. Uh, when crews arrived at the scene, they found the house well involved. It was well on. They always say that well involved. That's what that's the saying. It's quoted too. So that's obviously what the fire and emergency people. That's the language they use. Well involved. And further crews were called in as well. Uh, at 5.30 this morning, the fire was contained to the property. And I'm looking at photographs, and it's just unbelievable uh, because it's only 30 by 15 metres. So um, what is that, 15 metres long, wide, I suppose? That's all it is. And 30 metres long, so it's one of those long, skinny ones. Those sort of um, look like uh, townhouse. And I can't believe that other houses weren't damaged. Um this one, this thing is completely burnt out. There's there's hardly any frames. You, or the only thing that's left uh, is the scaffolding around the outside. Everything else is pretty much gone. And uh, so goodness knows how that started. I suppose they'll get to the bottom of it. Now back to the story. Um, sort of lost my way over here. Meanwhile, investigators. Oh no, we're that far down. Uh, here we are. Fire investigators. They're heading to the scene later today. And uh, it says there. Meanwhile, investigators are due back at the site of a building fire in Hamilton on Thursday morning as well. Uh, boat storage facility in Tarapaha went up in flames at 5.30pm last night and emergency uh, services were alerted issue- and they've issued a toxic smoke... Oh, that's right, I'm, I read that earlier on and I forgot to mention that to you. Toxic smoke warning, it's been, oh, it's been lifted now. Okay, so they've put the fire out. Investigators are also looking at the cause of that one there. And uh, what else have we got? Maori considering legal action against the government's smoke-free laws. We better have a look at that. I think it's a new one. Um, that yeah, that's come out just a, a few hours ago, not to, just before, just last night, sometime. Protests were held in Wellington and Auckland on Wednesday against the government's plan to roll back smoke-free laws. And a new survey has revealed just how unpopular this move is. Well, can you believe surveys? Oh, just I don't know why people are falling for this. This, if you want to smoke, you should be allowed to smoke. It doesn't harm anybody else. It just harms you. And you should, you've got the right to be able to do that. I mean, you drive on the car, on the, the car on the road, drive on your motorbike, temporary citizens. <laughs> really, you, you ride your, your racing bike or your mountain bike along the road, your racing bike probably. Uh, that's like being a temporary citizen. It's a very dangerous thing to do. Uh, you know, we can't be nannying people. And sometimes it's really nice to have a jolly cigarette. Sometimes it's really good. Why not? I mean, you know, and if you get addicted to it, well, you know, that's your problem, isn't it? I'll smoke. I smoke cigarettes because I quite I love the taste of um, tobacco. I don't smoke the tailor-mades and I won't buy them. There's no way I'll pay that much. I've got a mate that, that will sell me a bag. I might get a bag of 30 grams and I might buy a bag once a year or something like that and just keep it there and have a, have a smoke. It's really nice. I don't want to be smoking all the time because it makes me cough. And, I, and so obviously it's not 100% good for you. But I think every now and then it's really good. Or we'll have a pipe or, or a, um, a cigar. 
you know, if I want to be able to have a cigar, I want to be able to have a cigar. But it looks like now, with the way they're going, I'm going to have to make my own, you know, grow my own tobacco, which is a pain in the butt. Because, you know, you can't do everything, can't you? You can't do sheep milk, make your own milk because they're going to poison our milk. Now I've got to make my own tobacco if I want to have a cigar instead of buying it because you can't buy it anywhere for love nor money and you'll be put, thrown in jail if you try and bring some back from Cuba or somewhere. <laughs> you'd, probably, <laughs> you'd be thrown in jail in Cuba if you went over there. And, um, this, yeah, well, I was just going to start off on another tangent, but I won't do that. Anyway, I just think it's terrible. Uh, the poll commissioned by the New Zealand Health Coalition, Aotearoa. Where's that? Aotearoa. It's a funny place, some mythical place. I think even Winston Peters in a speech said it's some mythical place from the Pacific Islands. I actually think it was invented by uh, Europeans, really. Uh, I've got some information on that, and it was the Europeans, the Europeans that invented that term. Uh, but anyway, they say this is the Health Coalition. So this they've been put up to it, haven't they? It's commissioned by the Health Coalition, so they won't be uh, independent. I mean, there's plenty of people that don't smoke, but there's also those that want to have a smoke. You know, and I think it was a terrible thing taking the smoking away from the poor old prisoners. Gosh, what else do they do? Well, now they're fighting one another, bashing each other up. They'd probably just want to have a cigarette. It was a form of currency in the prisons, wasn't it? You'd trade the cigarettes. Um, I remember when I was up, uh, when I was in a Chiang Mai jail. <laughs> you can believe it. Yeah, I've been to a jail in Chiang Mai. Uh, I visited a New Zealander up there, actually. I think, I don't know, as a Christian, I just thought, I'll go to the jail um, and just see if there's any Kiwis there. And apparently there was. So I thought, well, I'd just go and visit him. And I visited him and he'd been thrown in jail in Chiang Mai in northern Thailand uh, for, um, he reckoned that someone accused him of stealing a motorbike. So he's in there for two years uh, for stealing a motorbike. And he said he was innocent. And he said, he, I'm in a big sort of open cell with 150 others and they've got one toilet. And he said the prison is run by the inmates. It's a bit like New Zealand, isn't it? We're sort of, New Zealand's a mental asylum run by the inmates. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be like with the new government we've got. I think they're really just actors, like I said before, uh, all just uh, doing what they're told by the, the government um, bureaucrats, the uh, government departments. They really tell them all what to do. Anyway, this poor guy. And um, so, but I bought him some cigarettes. He said, oh, is there anything you need? He said, oh, cigarettes. He said, not that I smoke. It's just that I can use them to trade for favours, you know, and so that I got to know whether you, because I think you, you go to have some food and someone will just, you know, beat you up and take your food off you, um, but you can use it to trade. So I bought him a carton of cigarettes and I, I know it's probably not the best thing to do, but he's using it for currency in this Chiang Mai jail run by the inmates. And, you know, the thing that I noticed is that it just smelt of piss and shit when I was there. It was, it was worse than um, cattle yards. The stench that was in there, and they had the the um, the the jailers. They were inmates themselves. Just awful, isn't it? You know, they weren't. Everything's on the cheap over in Thailand. They don't care much about human rights, and um, so they were sort of. Um, I don't know. They must have been. I don't know how they get to be prisoners. They must have been so corrupt. What a corrupt system! And that's in Chiang Mai, which is a farming community up there. Uh, but lots of people end up in jail there. And they had some Israelis, actually, that escaped, managed to escape. I don't know whether they caught them or not. And this is what this Kiwi was telling me, this expat New Zealander, said that they escaped and now they're really tough, you know, and they won't let you. They actually separate you. So what happens is if you speak English, you're not allowed to be with anyone else that speaks English. They put you in with all these foreigners or Thais and you can't speak uh, English. That's that's the, the foreigners. That's what they do with them. So the Israelis, uh, I don't know, they were there for probably just, you know, smoking pot or something like that. A lot of Israelis go to Thailand 
for a bit of a holiday. I went to there. I landed in Bangkok. Gosh, and I, and I didn't really like. I, went, I flew. I didn't really want to go through Asia. I wanted to go through L.A., uh, but I ended up going through Asia. And I arrived in Hong Kong. That was back when it was under British law, British rule. And I thought it was a you know a real shithole actually. Got to tell you. However. Uh, when I came back to, I thought it was wonderful after I'd been to Bangkok. Oh man, that is just terrible, terrible. Just the, they have no value for human life, those people. There's something really wrong. Uh, their road toll was at the time, it was in 1995 or 96, and I think the road toll in Thailand, which I think it was five, five, 300 and 57 people. Now, the, the British road toll at the time, now our New Zealand road toll, I think, was 350 for the whole year, and that's their weekly road toll. <laughs> and the way they drive, it's unbelievable. And they'll have like four people on a bike, and the, the father, the old man, he'll be on the bike with a helmet on, the wife will be sitting there without a helmet, and then two or three kids on this one bike. I don't know, a honcho or something, a Honda 80 or something. <laughs> and the kids don't have helmets, I suppose, because they're all, um, what do they call them, sort of that Eastern cult religion, what would it be, a Hinduism or something like that. And they, of course, believe that you'll come back as a butterfly, won't you, or something like that. Reincarnation, that's what they believe in, over and over, that you might come back as a butterfly or, you know, perhaps a good person. So they think, oh, well, if we lose the kids, you know, reincarnation, they'll come back as something else, maybe better. And um, But, you know, the Bible says that you, it's appointed unto man once to die, but after this the judgment. So you're not coming back as a butterfly, I'm afraid. Once you kick the bucket, uh, you will stand, your, your next event, your next appointment is with Jesus Christ, the one that many of us use as a swear word, not us, I don't, but uh, many people do. They use that name as a swear word, and that's going to be the name that judges you when you stand naked as a jaybird before the judge, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he won't be any meek and mild, little gentle Jesus, meek and mild, look upon a little child. He won't be the Lamb of God when he comes back. He's going to be the Lion of Judah. He's coming back on a horse. He came in on a donkey. Uh, that's when he come in peace. And that's what Solomon did. He rode into the city of Jerusalem on a donkey when he was being ordained as the king uh, at his coronation, which the Royal family—that's the the whole that whole tradition there. I think that whether they think they're taking on whether they're the new Israel, I don't know. Maybe that's what they think, but they follow that same kind of thing that sort of comes from Israel. A lot of a lot of what happens in, with um, uh, the U, the United Kingdom, a lot of all that royal stuff, uh, you know, with the coronation. I'm trying to think of the coronation. That's um, so that is actually taken from events surrounding the coronation of uh, Solomon, the son of King David. And so, yes, anyway, so now sort of, I started t t telling you about something and then now I'm thinking about something else. And so, and what is that? ADHD, I suppose. What is that? Maybe. Uh, vaccine injured, I, I say. Now, um, did I, were we talking about those protests? Yes, protests were. <laughs> this is the Maori's getting all upset about. Oh, is it Maori considering legal action against the government for the smoke-free laws? I don't know why. Marys love to have a cigarette. I do too. Oh, look, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, and I actually don't believe that cigarette smoking causes cancer. People go, oh, rubbish. No, I don't. I don't think at all. I think it might be an aggravating factor, but I don't think it causes it. I think that's a red herring. 
they're trying to make out that um, all these everything else causes cancer but I think it's those childhood vaccines I really do and I think the more you look into it the more you'll you'll see that oh by Joe's Grant was right and no, no, we were wrong uh, my old friend used to say oh my mistake you were wrong anyway this poll as I said it was commissioned by this uh, silly thing here called the the Health Coalition of Aotearoa shows 67% of Kiwis either strongly support or support keeping the smoke-free laws while just, does it make sense? Strongly support keeping the smoke-free laws, okay that's what they want to do, while just 21% are opposed. Well it's probably the way they presented it in the poll too, you've got to look at that. <laughs> uh, looking at the three measures going into the, onto the scrap heap, reducing the amount of nicotine in cigarettes is the most popular. 77%, because I think that's what addicts people to it, isn't it? Not me, though. I haven't got an addictive bone in my body. Nothing. I'm not addicted to anything. Uh, it's actually fantastic not to, to be, even if you are addicted, just to say, because I don't really believe in addiction. I actually think it's just your, your um, you know, you just don't have the willpower. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, if I wanted to, I could just drink beer and smoke cigarettes all day. <laughs> I could, but I just thought, use my, my faculty and just think, no, I don't think that'd be a good idea to do that. And um, so I don't. And I just use willpower. And I just think that's, and even drunkenness, I, I don't think, I don't believe that there is a disease called alcoholism. I think that is just an invented term, alcoholism. You won't find that in the Bible. It's called drunkenness. And um, it's a sin. And so if it's a sin, obviously, if it's, you know, it's obviously out, not outside your own free will. It's your will. You choose to get boozed. You like what it does to your body. You're weak and you want to be out of your mind um, for whatever reason. And uh, the Bible's pretty clear. Drunkenness is a sin. He wants you to be full of the spirit of God, not full of the top shelf. <laughs> and so... I don't believe in all the stuff that, you know, the addictive stuff. Someone's going on about a sex addiction, all this sort of rubbish. It's just nonsense, just that you're not able to control your thoughts and you're not able to control yourself. And it's all about self-control. And that's the responsibility to the individual has to come back to the individual. And we can't be just, you know, putting the blame on a disease. It's just rubbish, absolute rubbish. Anyway, uh, looking at the three measures going into, onto the scrap heap, reducing the amount of nicotine in cigarettes, oh, I did say that, there are 68% um, who back the re reducing the number of retailers allowed. Oh, this is just all rubbish. It's just rubbish. I just can't believe it. People stormed the streets of Auckland in disgust, apparently. This is, now, remember, this is written by News Hub. This is, you know, the fake stream media. Uh, in disgust at the government's plans, they say that a government that would be good for Maori good for Pacifica, and they would help the poor. Uh, well, I I call bullshit to that, said who? Who was that? Oh, Dave Litelli. You don't know what you're talking about, mate. People should be allowed to smoke cigarettes. I, I've lost interest in that story. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, we're back at Radio New Zealand. What do they have to say? What's on offer there? What's the time? 25 past seven. And the minister for Te Puku, Puki, 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 Pukinga, is it? P te Puki. What the frig is that? What the heck is that? Tertiary Education Minister says local management will decide if the hundreds of redundancies the Super Institute had planned. What? I don't even know what they're talking about. Educa is this education? Oh, it's a polytech, is it? Is that what it is? <laughs> um, minister wants polytech local management in place early next year. I just can't be bothered. And this is Radio New Zealand. This is the one we pay for. This is a taxpayer radio station. They should just shut it down. Hire all new staff, no Roman Catholics. 
<laughs> and no no leftists and completely completely change it. All brand new journalism schools. They've got to start at the seminary, at the seamen, at the very beginning. They have to start at the schools, the beginnings, the genesis of where people learn this rubbish, this leftist ideology, which you know they're teaching it all over every area of our country is, is um, completely infiltrated. It's the infiltration of our education system is shocking. So that has to end. Grant's getting a bit excited there. Should we play a country song? Shoot and, and um, make everyone feel happy again. Uh, a man's been arrested on three rape charges. Police probe. Oh, that's not, not, not find a positive story. Uh, oh, it's an immigrant explosion. Uh, yeah, too many immigrants. Um, okay, we have got far too many. We don't have the infrastructure for them. Uh, warning to some Waikato residents over the toxic food. Well, that's been lifted now. You're okay. You can breathe again. You can open the windows. Should we go over to World News and see what they're saying there? Ah, oh, that's the, that. Ah, oh, no. Gosh, it's a depressing morning. Let me play a song and then I'll figure out what I'm going to do next. Uh, it's um, 27 minutes past seven. Ask you, Jordan, what is it that you love about Michaela? What would you say? Oh, that's stupid. You know, don't, you don't say that in front of you know your, the other person. Talk about them like that. Here, we'll play something else. Scraping together all the news and information you need. It's engaging. At the top and bottom of the hour. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Most countries in the world vote against Israel and the United Nations. Are they all wrong? Yes. If you consider the fact that you have Iran and you have China and you have Venezuela that are all condemning uh, Israel for human rights violations, it just reflects the reality and the absurdity of what the United Nations is all about. You know, they figured it out. As long as you batter a light coat of anti-Semitism sentiment and you flash fry it and you pretend that you are caring about human rights, then anti-Semitism becomes socially acceptable. But to be sure, hating Jews is no longer socially or politically correct. So hating Israel has become the new politically correct way to hate Jews. Our response has to be that we not care about what they say on CNN and the New York Times or wherever else besides. As Jews, we're not afraid to be different. It's better to be a hero walking in one direction than with the crowd walking in the wrong direction. Mm. So regardless of what they say and regardless of what they do, remember, I'm Yisrael Chai. There you go. Oh, no, we can't play this one. This is a sad song. No, no, what's it doing in country? I mean, it is a good song, isn't it? But uh, no, no, we won't do that. And, you know, ZZ Top, they're country, aren't they? Of course they are. Yeah, but it's not playing. Well, here we go. We'll play the devil, get the devil's drums on the job. Or I'll be back after this. This is four minutes, so I should have time to get my thoughts together, <laughs> figure out what I'm going to bring to you next. There's a heck of a lot of you. I don't know why you bother listening to me. I'm not quite good at the levels, too. I've got to get the levels right, bring it down a bit lower so you can actually hear me when I talk musically. That's better, isn't it?
Oh, that's it. Gosh, that was just faded away to nothing. Hey, I've been having some problems there with my OBS. I think it's what it's called. Outside broadcast, the yeah, OBS studio. Uh, it came up with a fault, and I thought it was okay. Uh, so it looks as though we're not going out on Rumble at all. And also on Twitter, I think we're going out on that. Oh, no one watches it anyway, I don't think, <laughs> on Twitter. But, yeah, having all sorts of problems. A lot of problems today, so I'm awfully sorry about the problems we're having. But I'm still doing a recording, so if you did want to catch up with um, what went on today from about 4.30 on, uh, I guess um, Podbean after about half, or by about half past quarter to nine, yeah, it should be on Podbean. And so you can, well, that might take me a bit longer because I'm going to have to knit them all together. So it's, a, it's an absolute cock up to this morning. Anyway, um, we've got um, what else? What are the big stories here? The COP28. That's, they always have the photograph there of the Arab, don't they? Uh, they're, because they're the big oil producers, aren't they, in the Middle East? And so they've, they've got them waving and all happy and everything. So this is the, why would they do that? Well, it's all, it's all designed to make you think that the Arabs are all happy about not, um, not giving uh, supplying oil in the future. They're going to try and phase oil out just to be, be a very stupid thing to do. A deal has been struck to phase out global use, and they call it global international use, of fossil fuels. Just ridiculous. The deal is the first of its kind, signaling the eventual end of the oil age. I hope not. That'll be the end of us. Uh, that would be the most silly thing you could do. And a superconductor claims baseless, apparently. They say that, that that's the LK99 superconductor claims baseless say experts the results which would have revolutionized power grids and computing could not be replicated according to a new paper in australia australia is to create a navy nuclear safety watchdog and uh, that's going to cost around about 598,000 so that's uh, a million oh no, Five hundred and ninety, half a billion dollars to create a naval nuclear power safety regulator, as part of the UK. That's the AUKUS. Oh, oh, Australia, UK, US. That's the alliance there. That's the program. Government economic updates show. And United Nations demands humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza. They're all claiming that. We can't do that. We're in the middle of a war, mate. Got to get rid of all these Muslim terrorists and take over Gaza completely. That's what they should. Though they say they're not going to, but they should, really, because that, that it would be the right thing to do. God would bless them because he, he did offer all that land to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, not Abraham and Isaac, uh, Ishmael, the father of the Arabs. The, the father of the so-called Palestinians are Arabs, and their father is Ishmael. And he was um, the son of a uh, Egyptian handmaid. So the Arabs are actually half Jewish, half Israeli, you know, half Jew, half Egypt, Egyptian. That's who they are, the Arabs. And they weren't. They didn't come from Arabia. They went from wherever Abraham was. Uh, they went uh, to Arabia, and God said, I'm going to make you a mighty nation. You're going to be huge, and of course that was true. But he said, you'll be a wild man, and you'll always be fighting. And of course that's what we <laughs> They hate each other. The Arabs, they won't take each other in. They won't take the Palestinians in. Egypt don't want them. They've got a big border wall there. Jordan don't want them. No one wants them. They want to go to uh, our country, don't they? They want to go to a Western. They want to go to a Christian country. Don't make it. We're actually Christian country. We are. We're a Protestant country here in New Zealand. Our king is the head of the Protestant church. That's what it says uh, in his coronation oath. I hadn't actually heard him, but I knew that his mother, back in 1953 at her coronation, 
she said, I am a, I am a loyal, I am a faithful Protestant. And she swore an oath to uphold the Church of England's 39 articles of faith, which the Roman Catholic Church can't stand because they say things like the Roman Catholic Mass is a blasphemy and a fable. And the um, doctrine of transubstantiation, that's when the magically the, the wafer, the little pagan wafer that they have and the wine that the, only the priest drinks, that is magically transformed into the real body of Christ. Of course, we... Uh, Bible believers, we don't believe any of that rubbish because we know that it comes back. If you study Alexander Hislop's book, The Two Babylons, we know that all that Roman Catholicism stuff is actually ancient Babylonian goddess worship. That's what that is, and they've just got different names for it. Uh, Rome was a pagan city. Now, Roman, okay, the pagan, and um, Catholic, which means international church, uh, so the two together, it's just a, it's a nonsense, isn't it? Black and white, they don't really go together. And so that's what Roman Catholicism is. It's a contradiction in terms, really, Roman Catholicism. And yet people believe it. I'm a, I'm a Catholic, they now they just say. And that now they call themselves Christians. Well, gosh, anybody's a Christian, isn't they? Aren't they? Uh, the Pope says he's a Christian. <laughs> um, the Seventh-day Adventists, they believe they're Christians. You know, they say, oh, you believe in Jesus, and they put you back under the law. They want you to go back under the Old Covenant as well. And they and they try and get away with it by saying, well, that doesn't mean the Ten Commandments. That's a separate law. But no, that's not what Paul's talking about. That's not what they're talking about. It's the Ten Commandments, because they're the schoolmaster, which leads people to Christ. If you don't know what it is you've done wrong, if there's no law, there's no condemnation, is there? And uh, the only way you can sin, there has to be transgression of the law. So it's got nothing to do with all those 600 or however many there were, those um, sort of rituals, that, that law. They try to separate that, and it's not. It's just a nonsense. And because they follow after a plagiarizing false prophetess, Ellen G. White, they follow her. And then you've got all sorts of offshoots, so they're in a real mess. And then you've got these other um, people that claim to be Christians, and that's the Latter-day Saints, the Mormon Church. They say that Jesus and the devil are brothers. Go and ask one. They do. So they're a false cult out of America. Anything out of the 19th century United States of America wouldn't trust it. Uh, the all uh, all of the um, the uh, the true religion comes out of the Middle East. Comes out of Shem. Uh, first of all, you've got the um, all the, um, the the Jews, the Arabs, uh, not the Arabs, the Jews. They gave us. Uh, what did they give us? Well, they gave us the oracles of God in the Old Testament. And yet they they killed their own Messiah when he arrived. They didn't realize that Jesus was the fulfilled, the um, uh, prophesied Messiah. They forgot to read the bit where it said that he have to, he'd have to die, that he would lay down his life. He would be cut off for his people. He would take their sins in his body, the Lamb of God. Uh, the once and only final sacrifice. No need to sacrifice lambs again. Now it's just that final sacrifice of Jesus Christ, and it was done once and for all 2,000 years ago. Not over and over and over and over in the mass, and um, you know, and the, the 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 you can pay a pay a priest to say a mass for Adolf Hitler if if you give him enough. Uh, so it's just nonsense. So that means that that Jesus's death on the cross wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough to. Uh, do the job and when God does things normally he'd only need to do it once wouldn't he and so why would you uh, keep sacrificing Jesus over and over in the mass and they believe it's the real body of Christ and of course the Protestant Anglican church they've sort of they bring all that junk with them don't they uh, they say the body of Christ why would you say that it's not the body of Christ it's remembrance it's a ceremony we take bre real bread not a, not a pagan wafer uh, with some pagan sort of deity on it uh, not at all. Tammuz was the pagan Jesus. That's the one. That, that's the actual god of the Roman Catholic Church. Is Tammuz? That's why when the 
what do you call them, the, um, during the Spanish Inquisition, when they went over to South America, the natives over there already had crosses. They had headbands with crosses on them. I've seen some woodcuts and drawings uh, in the book, uh, The Two Babylons. Uh, really good book to get hold of. I, um, I had a copy. It was a 1950s, 58, I think it was, copy of that, Alexander Hislop, Doctor. And um, very good book indeed. Uh, so, and who else says they're Christians? Oh, the Jehovah's Witness. They've put in a lot of good work, don't they? Door to door. Hello, we're from the, geez, what are we, uh, JW? Um, what, are, what is that short for, JW? Um, Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witness. Well, I'm a Jehovah's Witness, but I'm not one of those. Um, I don't believe that, um, I believe that Jesus is God because it says in my Bible, it says in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word with a capital W. And also, if you've got a corrupt Bible, you won't have it. The word Word with a capital W is found seven times in the, the true Bible, the King James Bible, the authorized version of 1611 text. Um, that book there, perfect at the word level. And the word W in the New Testament is the only time it's got a capital, and it's seven times. Seven is the number of perfection. It's the number of God, isn't it? But in all the false versions, they take out First John 5, 7, which is the what they call the Johannine comma. They take that out where it says there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, with a capital W, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one, removed from most new versions. Why would that be? Uh, well, fingers be they don't want you to know. Devil doesn't want you to know that Jesus and God are one. The Holy Ghost, these three are one, just like an egg. An egg is one. It's got a shell. It's got a white, and it's got a yolk. It's one. God's given us lots of examples of three and one here on Earth. Time, space, matter, other things. What else is there? Three leaf clover, uh, triangle. Very strong, isn't it? A triangle. Three braided rope. There's all sorts of examples of how three is very, very powerful. So when Jesus Christ came to the earth as the Son of God, uh, you were actually looking at the image of God. You were looking at God himself in human form. And he wasn't pretty. Uh, the Bible tells us in Isaiah 53, he was not a handsome man. Um, not. Oh, look, there's two rabbits. Oh, you won't believe it. I'll get my camera. I'll take a photograph. Just so you know, I just they are hares, aren't they, I think? Oh, goodness, they're right close. I mean, I could easily shoot them, but I'm busy on the radio. So I'm going to take a photograph of these. Quick, Grant, take the photo, quick, before you lose them. I've got to zoom in. There they are. I'm looking out my window. I'll just take another shot. And I'll zoom back again so you know that I'm in my studio. Um, I'll zoom right in there, and you can see my my little studio there. Oh, but you can't see the rabbits. I'll, move, I'll go back in and take another photograph there. I'll zoom right in. There's two of them there, Mum and Dad. Have they got children out with them as well? No, just the two of them. And they're... I could easily shoot them. No, they're rabbits. They've got the little tails on them. And there's one down there going for a run. I'll take a video. I might put that up on. Oh, look at them. Well, he's looking right at me. Oh, this is the. I could have easily. I could have dinner, but I'm busy on the radio. No, hang on. I can't move in. I can't zoom in. Can you see them? Oh no, of course you can't. But you will do. Look, there's one little fluffy tail over there, running over there. I'll just zoom in a bit more. It's a bit harder. There's one there, and there's one right. Right there, look at that. Wow, we two rabbits. Oh, and well, I suppose if they get friendly enough, maybe I should put some food out for them. And I could fatten them up, and then I'll shoot them when they get back night and fat and eat them. So there we are, I've taken a photograph, so you know that I am actually telling the truth, that I'm not telling lies. What were we talking about? Jesus. <laughs> and, and you know, when I talk about Jesus, I go over and I have a look and say. I talk about Jesus. Yes, they've all dropped off. About a third of you fall away. <laughs> you've fallen away. You don't want to do that. You, it's the only chance you've got. 
to have eternal life, and that is to put your trust in him. You know what Jesus said? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. That's what he said. He's the truth and the life, and all you've got to do is put your trust in him. Just believe. Believe that he did, that he came and died on that cross 2,000 years ago, and that when he laid down his life for you, that he was laying he was laying it down for you and for me. And all we've got to do is believe that he did that by faith. Because as I've said many times, even if I took you in a time machine back 2,000 years to the foot of the cross and I said, you see that man up there all bloodied and just this mess. He was absolute mess, marred more than any man, the Bible says. You'd still need faith to believe that he was dying for you, that he was taking all of your sins into his body, that he was being punished for what you did. A bit like Aslan in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, he was taking the punishment for one of those children that had committed some, done something wrong. I can't remember now how, how it goes. And the witch had him, uh, had him sacrificed, didn't she? Uh, and that's a, that is actually C.S. Lewis giving us an example of the Lion of Judah. That's Jesus. And he was offered like a lamb to the slaughter for the sins of others. And that's all you've got to do. You don't have to keep any commandments. Nothing, nothing like that. Uh, we don't keep commandments. The Bible says in Romans that we live by the, by the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. We enter into his rest that's what the Bible says. We don't have to keep Sunday. We don't have to go and keep the Sabbath, which is a Saturday. We don't have to do any of that rubbish. In fact, if you read through the New Testament and just read, don't listen to what other people tell you it means, just read it for yourself. It's written in plain English. Grab a King James Bible and you can read it. It's very simple. According to the um, fresh, uh, Flesh Kincaid grade level indicator, it is the easiest form of English available. Because why is that? Well, because it uses one and two syllable Anglo-Saxon words, very uh, easy to understand. I'll give you an example. Uh, for example, the King James will say house. Uh, the new versions like NIV might say dwelling. Okay, dwelling, that's two syllables, so it's, it's a more difficult word. Um, the King James might say old. The new version might say elderly. That's a more difficult word. Well, that's, and so God has used all the good words anyway. And with the, the new versions, they've got copyrights on them. They have to change them all the time. And of course, that makes them even more corrupt, doesn't it? If you want to learn more about the whole Bible issue, if you, if you think, gosh, because to be a Christian, you can read any Bible you can, you, to, to become one. Uh, you can hear the word of God. I mean, sometimes I quote the Bible, misquote it, but you get the gist. You know, I'm trying to shed light on on it, and people get the gist of it, what I'm trying to talk about, but sometimes I quote the verses wrong. But if if you're a Bible believer, the Bible says that, that when you become a Christian, you become a new creature, a new child. You're born again. So when you're born, you're born as a little baby, don't you? And you don't know anything. And then you're, you're perfect. The Bible said, the, the good Bible, the King James says, you're perfect. There's nothing wrong with you. You are without sin, born perfect. Some funny Christians, they read corrupt Bible versions. And in there, I think it's in the Psalms, Psalms 51.5, I think, uh, it actually says that you're a, you're a, that David was a sinner from conception, that he was born a sinner. And that's wrong. That is a corruption of the word of God. So that's proof there in itself that not all Bibles are the same because my Bible says that I, he said I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. And so that doesn't, the, the subject matter is not the baby, David, King David, it is the mother. So there's something about her. It's all to do with her. She was the sinner, not the baby. And so that's, that's that Gnostic teaching that, um, 
Uh, who was it now? Augustine. He was a bit of a pervert, couldn't control himself like the girls, and yet he wanted to be a Christian. He wanted to believe in Christianity, but he couldn't control himself, so uh, he just couldn't believe, really, that... Um, you know, man, 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 he thought he thought all men were perverted like him. So he came up with the doctrine of, um, you know, um, what do you call it? Um, sort of all men are, are born as sinners, which is what the Gnostic teaching, because he was involved with the Gnostics as well. He changed his mind on a lot of things, depending on w- what you read. But uh, he it was his problem was um, sex, really. You know, sex with lots of different girls. A bit of a problem there. But he still wanted to believe in Jesus, but he, so he couldn't control himself. So, um, But anyway, the, the born-again business. So what does that mean? Well, it means that when you grow older, and I believe it's right up to 20. I believe that's big. And I believe that because John McClone taught me this. That the children of Israel, of Israel, the children of Israel, they weren't allowed to enter into the promised land um, if they were twenty and above, in unbelief. Only those that believed God, the faithful ones. See, it's all about belief. They were allowed to enter in, but the un- the ones that doubted God, the ones that didn't believe, they weren't faithful. They weren't allowed to enter in, except for the younger ones, twenty and below. I think, or it might have been under twenty. I think it was twenty and below. Not sure. Can't remember. I have to read it again. So they were allowed to enter in because even though in their unbelief, they weren't fully responsible for their decision because they weren't real. They weren't grown ups. They were still kids. They were teenagers. And they they um, they didn't really understand the enormity of the decision that they that they had chosen to not believe God. And so they were allowed it. And that's what I think happens with us. I think that when little kids die, like those terrible uh, couple of, I think a few kids were killed in a a road crash and they were like 16. I thought, oh no, surely they're not going to go to hell. But no, I don't believe they will. I believe that all young people right up to the age of 20 go to heaven because Jesus said, we know this is true. Uh, David said it, first of all, King David, when his child was um, had died, little baby, he said, I will go to be with him. He will not come back to be with me, but I will go to be with him. So we know that that child is going to be with the Lord in heaven because we know David's going to heaven, King David, who was did everything that was right in the eyes of the Lord except for that one thing, that matter of Uriah the Hittite. But... Um, we also know that Jesus, when the, the disciples were trying to stop the children from going and bothering Jesus, and Jesus said, Suffer little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of God. You see? So there again, he says, the children are, they belong to God. But then when they get older and they sin and carry on, and then they get to 20, it's all over by then, really. You've, you've set, you're set in concrete. Uh, and it's very, the, the older you get, the harder it is to become a Christian. And uh, so you just become more and more hardened to the gospel. And so um, what happens to you? You fall from grace. And then you have to be born again. And uh, so then you, um, you do. You, you, be- you believe by faith that Jesus Christ died on that cross. He was buried. And three days later, he rose from the dead, according to Scripture. That is the gospel, and you can find, I can verify that by you can do it yourself. Have a look in the New Testament, the writings of Paul, First Corinthians. That's the letter that he wrote, the first letter to Corinthians, chapter fifteen, and there it is. It says in there, this is the gospel that that he preached, and we're to follow Paul because he's the disciple for the Gentiles. So not disciple, he's the apostle 
for the Gentiles. That was his job. And lots of you are falling away because I'm talking about Jesus and you don't like it when I do that. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get back to some other stuff. I'll play a country song and then I'll bring you some news. How about that? Then I'll stop talking about it. So you've got no excuse, have you? <laughs> you've got no excuse. If you end up in hell you're, and you don't don't say, oh, nobody told me. Well, yes, some, Grant told you. He told you how to get there the Bible way. Gaza starts a war to kill as many Israelis as possible. And all you see on the BBC and Sky News, as we see in America on our TV, is dead Gazans. That's all you see. I shudder to think if in World War II, the same media covered World War II, you would have seen far more dead German civilians than dead British civilians. But it takes a very, very frail moral mind to believe that you determine right and wrong by the number of dead. That's what we are told. Look at how many Gazans were killed and how few Israelis. Well, look at how, many few, how few Brits were killed and how many more Germans were. Does that make the Germans right in World War II? That's, that's the facile moral thinking that pervades our world. Anti-Semitism has always been present, always will be present. But in a society which is healthy, it's kept right under the rug. It's kept under control. It's regarded with derision and disdain. It's stigmatized. It's kept down. That's a healthy society. That's a society that wants to live. A society which has turned on itself, which has turned against reason itself, which has turned against decency, is a society where anti-Semitism roars out unchecked and that's what we have and that's one of the most one of the single most alarming things i think about western society at the moment that the anti-semitism that is engulfing these societies doesn't isn't just in itself despicable and awful and dangerous and horrible it's a signal that this society is going over the cliff and that is Melanie Phillips, and she is um, a very good journalist, but she was also the editor of The Guardian, as far as I know. I think she still writes for The Guardian. And uh, she's a Jewish lady, and, uh, yes, yeah, she said there's a thing called groupthink. And I was trying to find that, actually, because I wanted to bring that to you, uh, you know, in my programs here. Um, when she talked about groupthink in journalism, where you can only write about certain things, uh, and mostly leftist things, you know, communist-type thinking, uh, which has pervaded the, um, the uh, journalism and it's the schools that's where they learn all the stuff and they come out and and I think what's going to happen is that unless you are a leftist I think it might be happening now already it was happening starting to happen back you know 30 years ago when I knew people that were going through the school journalism school uh, if you were a leftist um, you did better and if you weren't if you're a conservative what they call a right wing <laughs> right wing fascist um, if you're just a conservative thinking person or a Christian you know you didn't do very well um, but so you have to write gosh those rabbits are still running around they're having a ball is that a rabbit or a hare I don't know I've got a few of them anyway so I'm most into it I'll put them up I definitely will remember to put them up on the Facebook page that's Liberty NZ Facebook page now that is a rabbit yep and they're growing big and they're getting a bit out of control I'm actually fattening them up it's called they'll be wild wild um yeah, they're growing wild. They're free-range rabbits here on the <laughs> because they're good at eating. You know, as long as they don't get go near any um, myxomatosis or whatever they call it, we don't. That poison is the worst thing you could ever do, and it's all designed to to stop people from. It's really it's designed like with the doc with their their 1080 poisoning. They're actually uh, stopping 
uh, hunters for being able to provide pork and um, venison for their families because those animals get it and lots of farm animals on the edge of the dock land where they've dropped the 1080 uh, they uh, they lose cows to it and of course they're all in denial that's what they do that's what the communists do the globalist communists they always um, they're always in denial they deny everything say oh it's a conspiracy theory you're a tinfoil hat wearer or as Sean Plunkett says at the um, what do you call it the uh, platform he says you're a cooker <laughs> He's such a twat, isn't he? Such a twit. Okay, um, we're over at um, Stuff. We haven't really, I haven't had a look. I've had a refresh and there's a few new stories there at Stuff. You'll find them at stuff.co.nz. What will happen to the Inter-Islander ferries now? Two new ferries have been expected to replace the ageing fleet, but the project would now be wound down. That's the story there, and you can see that at Stuff. And a Navy sailor tells the court he strangled comrades out of anger and for the thrill the accused tells his court martial that he didn't intend to impede the breathing of either victim when he strangled them. No, he, he, he intended to kill them by the sounds of it. Should we go and have a look at that story? Or was it a bit too gory for this hour of the morning? Um, maybe. Oh, now I've tried to click on it, but nothing's happening. Uh, Navy sailor, there we are. Um, the Royal New Zealand Navy sailor is facing three charges of strangulation and one of using insulting language at a court-martial. Ooh, the Navy's... Well, they swear like a sailor. <laughs> the Navy sailor accuses strangling two coroners says he did, did not... He, he did so not to impede their breathing, but out of anger and for the thrill. Good grief. He also had denied being racist after making comments to fellow sailors about their race. They're probably... Oh, I wonder what he was. Oh, this is not very nice. The Royal New Zealand Navy ordinary rate, a rank of a sailor, is facing charges of strangulation and using insulting language at a court-martial at Devonport Naval Base. The 19-year-old sailor who has interim name suppression denies the offending, which allegedly took place at Navy accommodation in early 2023. On Monday, the two complainants told the court-martial they almost passed out as they were being strangled one with a long rag and the other with the accused hands. Everything started to go a bit blurry and faint, said one victim. One of the victims was allegedly subject to racist comments by the accused, including that he doesn't like Indians. Oh, OK. Which made him feel, well, I'm not particularly fond of them either, but I wouldn't want to. Um, and that's generally speaking because they tend to be cheats. And I've, we've, and that's my experience. They tend to cheat, and they, I don't know why that is, but they tend to be cheats uh, in general. Uh, that's what I've found. And uh, even the doctor that I went to had some very interesting ideas on what he thought was acceptable. Uh, I've mentioned it before on the program, and uh, I'll bring it to you another day. But anyway, so that I, I'm, I don't, wouldn't want to strangle them. <laughs> I just want them to go back to where they come from and fix their own country instead of wrecking ours. On Wednesday, the accused told the court that he didn't intend to impede the breathing of either victim when he strangled them. Boy, he put a rag around the first victim's neck and tightened it. He said it was a thrill. This is a bit weird, this guy, this 19-year-old. You know, um, I bet you he's a porn watcher as well. I think it was Jeffrey Dahmer. He said that uh, he was the one that, that was killing people and I think using their skin to he would sew it. Wasn't it Jeffrey Dahmer? And then there's others. They start off watching porn. That's what the case was with him. A lot of serial killers uh, started off with porn and then they just get more and more perverted. And then the only thing that thrills them is actually to kill somebody. So that's where this 19-year-old, I think, that's where he would head. 
that's where he's heading. He would end up being a murderer. He really needs to be um, well and truly put away, doesn't he? Uh, so you can have a look at the rest of that story if you like. So we've got the got the gist of it there. And uh, protests punctuate the first weeks of the national-led government. Uh, Labour MP uh, jokes about putting up a tent, uh, putting a tent up at Parliament lawn with the more protests on the way. And uh, we heard about the meth dealer in another publication. The meth dealer, he forfeits his property, but he manages to keep his Harley Davidson for his father. Crown has uh, successfully taken property from Craig Matthews, but he's keeping the old motorbike. Now, I can hear TNT Radio News in the background there. They are the threatening news, and it is 8 o'clock, and so I suppose we will cross them very shortly. And I told you about Sea Lord, didn't I? Yes, they've been ordered to pay... $257,000 fine and um, they after they exposed staff to asbestos and uh, so here's TNT Radio News now and then I will be back with weather and then that's it for me and I'll see you on Friday morning. It is uh, Thursday isn't it? Yes it is. Th- Thursday the, f- the um, 14th of December. Christmas on the way. We'll see you after the news. To hear a replay of this hour, go to episodes at tntradio.live. Now, TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is unlikely to secure additional U.S. aid in his latest visit to the U.S. Capitol. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell informed his fellow Senate Republicans during their weekly lunch on Tuesday that discussions regarding more American assistance for Ukraine, coupled with a border security package, will not progress in 2023. McConnell's remarks come as Zelensky made his third visit to the Capitol in a year, seeking further support. There's been growing Republican resistance to additional aid for Ukraine, with increasing voter skepticism about Zelensky's request for more financial support for the U.S. The U.S. Congress has already approved over $100 billion in aid to Ukraine. Earlier on Tuesday, Zelensky held a one-on-one meeting with Speaker Mike Johnson. Following the meeting, Johnson reaffirmed his stance that any further aid to Ukraine should be contingent upon serious efforts from the White House and Senate to secure the U.S. border. He argued that the Biden administration has not clearly defined its objectives in continuing to support Ukraine in this conflict with Russia. He said we need a clear articulation of the strategy. Meanwhile, former Australian Prime Minister Tony Abbott has made a direct appeal to U.S. Speaker Mike Johnson to ensure that Ukraine receives funding support before Christmas. This plea aligns with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky's efforts in meeting with U.S. Congress members to request aid for Ukraine. Abbott, who displayed a sense of urgency during his conversation with Johnson, emphasized the broader significance of Ukraine's fight, stating, look, the Ukrainians aren't just fighting for their own freedom, they're fighting for everyone's freedom. And Ukrainians are fighting and dying so that Americans and British and Australians don't have to fight and die. To sort out the chaos on the border. But just because you can't get both things right, isn't it better to get one thing right? We have to fix our own border. It's not, it should not be a controversial notion. We should have done it a long time ago. And the interesting thing about this is that it's a policy change that's very simple to do. The, the president could easily do this. Judicial officers in New England and Wales have been officially permitted to utilize AI tools like ChatGPT, Google Bard, and Bing Chat for certain aspects of their work, as indicated in a recent report by the judiciary. However, the report, which was published on Tuesday, includes several cautions regarding the use of these technologies. Baroness Carr of Walton-on-the-Hill, Lady Chief Justice of England and Wales and co-author of the report, remarked on the growing relevance of AI in society 
and its implications for the court and tribunal system. She emphasized the need for judicial officers to be aware of the potential risks associated with AI use. The report highlights concerns about using AI tools for legal research, noting that they may not be effective for discovering new, independently unverifiable information. It also points out that current public AI chatbots often fail to produce credible analysis and reasoning. A significant risk mentioned is the tendency of AI bots to fabricate cases, citations, quotes, or reference non-existent legislation, articles, or legal texts. This can lead to the provision of incorrect or misleading information about the law and its application. Despite these concerns, the report acknowledges that AI tools can summarize large volumes of text. However, it advises caution to ensure the accuracy of such summaries. Australia is set to implement a nationwide ban on engineered stone products to safeguard workers from potentially fatal health issues. This ban is scheduled to take effect from July 1st, as agreed upon by federal, state, and territory workplace ministers during a recent meeting. Engineered stone, often used in kitchen countertops, has been likened to asbestos due to its associated health risks. Workers handling this material are at risk of developing silicosis, an incurable and life-threatening lung disease. This has been James O'Neill with your TNT. Be back with another news break at the top of the next hour. <laughs> Sorry, James. Oh, absolutely cut him off. Uh, okay, we'll be back with weather in just a moment, five past eight. Hey, why not give TNT Radio a follow? We sure would love you to do that. We're on all the social, major social platforms, including, of course, Facebook, Twitter, now X, Instagram, Gab, and Getter, among others. Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on today's News Talk. TNT Radio. And that is Steve Hook. I like listening to him. He's a great guy, Steve Hook. And if you go over to tntradio.live, or go to tntradio.com, I suppose, or dot, no, .live, and um, click on announcers, I think it is, or broadcast, whatever they call them, and um, there's 45 of them there. Got all sorts from all over the world. 24-7 talkback. Today's news talk, they call themselves. And you can click on Steve Hook and uh, find out when he's, when he's scheduled to come on. Have a listen to him. I think he's great. Uh, I, I don't listen to enough. Um, it's just sort of too busy. I get to do my own little bit here, and then I go out farming. So today I'll be finishing off some electric fencing uh, today. and um, Yeah, that'll be fun. And um, I just posted the two rabbits that I photographed. Uh, they were, oh, I, I wouldn't have thought they were more than 15, maybe 20 metres away, not even that, uh, from the studio. So I just photographed them, and I put them up on the Liberty NZ Facebook page. So do go over to Liberty NZ. And um, you can either friend or like or whatever they call it, friend or follow. Uh, I don't mind. We friend everybody. We're friends with everyone. We don't we don't care what you believe or who it is or whatever. We are there. And what's that flying? Oh, there's a hawk there. Wonderful hawk. It's just decided to do a bit of hand gliding uh, right outside the window on some currents. Gosh, I wish I had. I wish I had. Um, I might set up some cameras so you can actually see where I live out here in the WAPS. And um, all the wonderful animals that we've got growing. You're not supposed to have rabbits. <laughs> You're supposed to keep them down. But uh, they're good eating, so I let them grow, really farming them, wild farming. They're free-range, <laughs> free-range rabbits, as I said before. Okay, weather. Oh, yes, weather. I was just looking to see if anyone had uh, sent me a text this morning. I thought I might hear from a few of you, but not too many. And I think uh, also we, we didn't go out at all on Rumble. Uh, had some kind of a malfunction there. Didn't work. I think it went for a little while, but now it's all over and all over over. Uh, let me see if there's any new text here that I've got. Uh, we get them, hang on, sometimes I have trouble finding things, getting my brain to work. Um, we're, oh, it's way up there, I've got it in the wrong place. So what does it say, anyone? No, nothing. Nothing yet. Uh, the number here to text me, or call even, 
is 021. 732-423-021-732-423. If you're uh, from overseas, you put the 64 in front of it. So that's our country code is 6421 is the number here for the mobile phone. It's the first mobile phone numbers, wasn't it? 021-732-423. Uh, Give us a call uh, sometime or send us a text. And um, if you've got a request of a country song, uh, I'll be happy to play it. It's uh, eight minutes past eight, and uh, I'll just uh, finish off the weather here. Just have a look at the weather, tell you what's going on, how to dress. You wouldn't believe it, but Omarama, which is one of the coldest places in the wintertime, it gets down to, I think the coldest temperature we had was in June or July, and it was minus 9.6 in Omarama, which is Mackenzie country. I think I did say that. It's the highest at the moment. Right now, it's it's higher than uh, Waiuru. It's 19.8 degrees in Omarama. Uh, unbelievable. It must be a malfunction. Waiuru is the coldest place, 8.8, and that's pretty warm. Outside our studio, it's 12 degrees. Nugget Point is the windiest place to be in the country with 20, 56, I should say, which is about 25 knots, 56 kilometres per hour. And the Chatham Islands, there's a bit of rain over there. The temperature's gone up to 11 degrees, and there's 0.4 millimetres of rain. The short forecast in the west for from Northland to Taranaki, also for Coromandel, and for Taramanui to Taihapi, isolated showers clearing this morning and they're becoming fine. Uh, Bay of Plenty, Taupo, Gisborne and Hawke's Bay, fine, but some cloudy periods morning and night in Taupo and the Bay of Plenty. You've got gale force westerly winds south of Hastings as well, but that will be easing later on this morning. For Waikato, uh, is it Waikato? No, no. for Wanganui, Wellington and the Wairarapa, fine with cloudy periods today. Now to the South Island, and Nelson, Nelson, Buller and Westland, fine weather in Nelson. Elsewhere it's going to be cloudy with isolated light showers north of the glaciers, that is. A clearing, and then it's going to become fine later on this afternoon. For Marlborough and Canterbury, fine weather apart from areas of morning and evening cloud about the coast, that is. Otago and Southland, also Fiordland, we'll put those in there. Um, that was raining pretty hard yesterday in Fiordland. Uh, you've got fine weather for you, apart from isolated showers about the south coast clearing this morning. And for the Chathams, showers clearing this evening. Extended forecast for the North Island, cloudy periods tomorrow, Friday, with isolated showers, but fine weather in the east. For the South Island on Friday, which is tomorrow, uh, rain developing in the west, possibly heavy, a few showers from Canterbury to Southland, mainly fine elsewhere. On Saturday in the North Island, rain in the south and showers developing in the west mainly fine elsewhere. For the South Island on Saturday, rain easing in the west and developing in the north, a few showers elsewhere. On Sunday in the North Island, showers in the west uh, west and south, with uh, mainly fine elsewhere. South Island on Sunday, rain in the west and south, easing. I could write this myself, I reckon. Just have a look at a weather map and I could probably write a bit of, bit of forecast. Uh, a few showers elsewhere. For the Chatham Islands, we say you say to me, well, why don't you make up your own forecast then instead of reading this was because it's expedient because <laughs> I've got other things to do so just so it's easy just to read this rubbish um, from Chatham Islands uh, a few showers on Thursday this is your extended forecast then you've got southwesterly winds it's going to be turning northwest and then you've got a period of rain on Friday showers clearing on Saturday and becoming fine after that so there you are uh, that's the news it's 11 minutes past 8 and uh, Lord willing I will see you tomorrow morning now I've got to just pick out a nice song here and just have a look here what about this guy here just see what this sounds like I asked a guy one time what his oh, TV no. cost. That's he said right. about 400 No, that's um, Jim Ron. What are you doing there? Now I can't get him off the turntable. Get off there. Get off there. We've got Douglas Murray. He's, um, no, we don't want him now. We want a bit of music now. Where are we?
put that there. Try and find some music. Zoom down the bottom there. I'll just look for something nice. Goodbye Earl. I like that from the Dixie Chicks. Uh, if I can get it onto there, get the old record on, get the stylus there. I'll just cue it up. Hang on. There you go. How's that sound? This is uh, the Dixie Chicks. They call themselves just the Chicks now. And this is called Goodbye Earl. School day. 